Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Guys, welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. Week one is almost in the books. We now have visuals. We have data to work with. We have a lot of observations for this week. It was a fun week, a little slow start to week one. I think there was like four touchdowns in the first like hour and a half, and one of them was a defensive one. And I'm like, where is all this scoring? And then you know what it always does? Every year, week one starts slow, and then the second half comes, and then it started to flow. And things started to go well. My fantasy team started scoring points. Thank you, Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, and DeAndre Swift on the same team. Appreciate you. Shout out. Um, running backs don't matter, says Josh Trotta. I disagree. Anywho, I am here with Tyler. I am here with James. Man, it is good to have football back. James, uh, what what did your Sunday look like today? It started with a podcast at 9 a.m. to, oh, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I do the start sit for the Tilt is Real, the Sunday Tilt. Um, and miraculously enough, I hit on a lot of my tilts this week, um, uh, for shout out to our tilt squad. Um, and you can check us out every Sunday morning. Tyler, what about you? Yeah, for me, it was waking up. We went to a fall festival and then got home right in time, watched some football, ate some dip and watched Atlanta blow a lead again. You know, <laughs> it was a great Sunday and man. Yeah, lots of cool observations, lots of, you know, we finally got some clarity on usage, at least for week one and lack thereof, um, which is always important, you know, when we're talking fantasy football, especially for dynasty football, you know, everyone's in, you know, looking to see what did the rookies do in week one, who made an impact, who didn't do anything. We're going to bring that all to you today, and it's going to be awesome because we're going to weave in some news as we go through, and uh, we go through the games as well. But before we do that, Wanted to make sure that you check out fantasypoints.com. I know the season just started, but you can still sign up with code DHH22 and get 10% off a fantasy point subscription. Your draft might be over, and that's okay. They're going to give you guidance throughout the season. Players to add, drop, waiver wires. If you got fab leagues, how much to spend on each player, who all the hot pickups are. They're going to guide you through the year because 90% of the subscribers made the playoffs last year and the year before. Lowest price in the industry. They've got all sorts of cool stuff, especially if you play DFS as well. I played some DFS today, just some quick DraftKings and a couple of quick underdogs. Made a little bit of money. I play for small change, and I'll tell you about that a little bit later. But make sure you check out fantasypoints.com and use code DHH22 today to get that 10% off. And while you do that, you get your phone in your hand. Maybe you're watching this on your phone or your laptop, desktop, however you prefer. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you like and subscribe. Drop a like, as the kids say. <laughs> cool dad speak. Uh, so make sure you check that out as well. We will be live here every Sunday in some combination of me, James, Tyler, or the man himself, Corey. We'll also be on um, here and there to fill in as we go through. I won't be on next week. I'll be seeing Megadeth and Five Finger Death Punch. Cool. So I'll, be do- I'll be doing that. Um, maybe dad I'll broadcast rock. from the audience. I'll like chime in when like Megadeth's doing like, you know, uh, sweating bullets or something fun like that. Or Peace Sells But Who's Buying, one of those classic hits. Uh, so without further ado, I want to get into these games. What do you guys think? We're just going to jump it. into it. We've Let's already bored it, people bro. enough. They're already eating out of here. Let's go to the first game I want to talk about, and that's the Saints and Falcons because Tyler brought it up. 
so Tyler, I want you to talk to me about this game. Now, not obviously like the results of the game. That's all well and good. But what did you extrapolate from this game when it comes to the dynasty mindset that we all think of here on this podcast? What were the things that you saw that maybe piqued your interest or some things that you were like, ooh, do not like that? Uh, Mariota is going to make it tough for Ritter to get in if he keeps playing like this. Ritter will will more than likely come in maybe week eight if Mariota keeps playing like this. The thing with Ritter is he's got that moxie, the I'm going to win. So I think if he was actually in at the end of the game, there'd be this weird, weird kind of flow and mentality that he has that he's always had for his college career. And that's, you know, winning games, coming back and winning. We saw it in the preseason. Mariota, he did just fine. He didn't pass for a touchdown or didn't throw a pick, but he ran for 72 yards and a touchdown. That's what Mariota is going to do. He looked fast. He looked nimble. But how long? That's the thing with Mariota is how long will he last? He looked so, a little. He looked a little bit more beefed up than normal. That's true. He did. Yeah. And, and it, it's good to see you know London getting seven targets. I like to see that. The thing I don't like to see is Kyle Pitts getting seven targets and two catches. Now we talked about it off air, and Mar- uh, Marsh- Marshawn Lattimore was on Pitts a lot. He's the main weapon. They're going to cover him like a receiver. That's fine, Danny. And Lattimore actually does well with bigger guys. He knows how to kind of push him around a little bit. But mm-hmm. Pitts will have his days. What I like to see was London. He had five catches for 74 yards. It's nice to see from a rookie. And Patterson with 22 carries. Uh, Algier's going to get some play because healthy we, scratch. But Damian yeah. Williams did get hurt. So yeah. So I I think you know there there'll be a time where Algier will get some carries. But Patterson, this won't last if he keeps getting this much. 31 year old running back. Well running back receiver. It was, it was a fun game until we lost, but yeah, I mean the same side, Michael Thomas, I would sell as soon as possible two touchdowns. Uh, I really, I'm not, okay. I'm not believing in it. It's his two touchdowns were, I'm a big body. I'm just going to block you off. I mean, that's been his game since day one though. He was more volume. I mean, like, he had eight targets. Yeah, that's true. Landry had a lot of targets too. Yeah, he had nine. And I think Landry, I think one of the things that I learned from this game, not to cut you off completely, was that that Landry was one of the sneakiest fantasy signings this offseason. And now that we've seen the usage, like Olave only got three targets in his debut game, and he did catch a two-point conversion, I believe. Um, They didn't use Alvin Kamara really at all in this game, which was weird. But Landry getting seven receptions for 114. Landry has always been just a great football player. So I think that this signing went a little under the radar for those teams that had Landry, or you could probably get Landry as a throw in in the off season because people were off of him. He's yeah. just a damn good football player. So for me, Jarvis Landry, if there's a guy you had on your roster, like he could definitely be startable every week yeah. in this offense. Yeah. The Camaro usage will go up too. And sure. God, Taysom Hill. God, just <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> just go he's away. The, the fantasy <laughs> cock block is he, Taysom Hill. Four, four for 81. <laughs> that is the perfect, perfect tight end nickname. Perfect nickname for him. Four for 81 rushing tight end. Ugh. Ugh. That's like the new Konami code, right? Like, that's the old Chris Cooley. Like, oh, he's uh, running back eligible, but also a tight end. And the old Marcus oh, Colston. Remember that when he had dual eligibility. Well, now Taysom Hill is playing tight end, and he's getting – I mean, he's going to throw some passes. He's going to run. I think it's one of the things that now that I look back on it was like, well, this is going to happen, so why didn't we act on it? Because, again, Taysom Hill is a guy that was a throw-in. And if they're going to use him uniquely, like you might not start him every week and have that kind of confidence, but some of these bye weeks are pretty rough and Taysom Hill's a perfect guy for that. 
So um, it'll be interesting to see how his usage from a week-to-week standpoint goes. I do want to ask you, Doug, you were off Drake London. Are you seeing a little more light at the end of the tunnel with the usage and his play Especially against a pretty good. Yeah, uh, I started. I started to. Come, I told you that I was starting to come around on yeah. Drake London a little bit. Um, so I don't feel as. I, like I said, it was mostly PTSD based on Nikhil Harry and JJ Ortega <laughs> Whiteside because physically he's a lot like those guys. So my question was like separation, and I think that like in this game at least I started to see it. So I, I've been more on him than off of him recently. I know James is a big Drake guy. Um, the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> Eiffel Tower, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so no, I I am start. I've been coming around on Drake London. So this only this only makes me feel better seeing it. You know, he's been hurt for three weeks, and then to come in and have five for seventy five in his first real game action because he got hurt early in the preseason game. Yeah, um, is encouraging. So I like what I saw today out of London. James, any other commentary on this game before we shuffle along? Uh, just a little bit about Pitts. Did we talk about Pitts at all? No, yeah, feel free. Yeah, but usage. Um, yeah, yeah, the usage was there. Uh, it was just the fact that he did not catch the ball. Um, I we talked pre-show about it. Marshawn Lattimore was covering Pitts when he was running those outside routes, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Also, maybe the reason why Drake London was open a little bit more, and I think that may continue throughout the the season. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, other than that, I think we pretty much covered everything else. Yep. All yeah. right, let's. Let's move Falcons on. Lost. Typical they Sunday. Did. Let's oh. move on to the next game, which is a surprise result. It was a monsoon-like conditions in Chicago, uh, and the Bears beat the Niners nineteen to ten. And I'll give you my observations quick, and then you guys can chime in. A couple of things. I thought I think this is a great opportunity if you if people are panicking about Trey Lance. I think he's going to be fine. Obviously, the completion percentage isn't great. It wasn't for Justin Fields either. But he did rush the ball 13 times. The conditions were an absolute slop fest. If you see some, of, see some of the highlights from that game, one of the worst conditions I've seen in an NFL game in terms of water. Um, you know, Elijah Mitchell did get hurt in this game. It's a knee injury. We don't know the severity yet. Um, but with that said, Trey Lance carried the ball 13, Debo 8, Jeff Wilson 9, Brandon Ayuk 1. Um, you know, inactives, Tyrion Davis-Price. Maybe if Elijah Mitchell is going to miss some time, this opens the door for TDP to get involved. And then receiving wise, there wasn't much going on because of the conditions, but Juwan Jennings has been one of the guys that I've stashed in deeper leagues for a long time. He had six targets. Debo had eight. Everyone else had two, nothing much going on there. And then for the bears, the big thing that stuck out to me, there's been a steady drumbeat for Khalil Herbert being a better fit in the system that they want to use. David Montgomery did have a couple of nice plays, but overall, like his longest run was six yards, 17 carries, which is great. The usage is awesome. But 26 yards, Khalil, 9 for 45. He's the one that got the touchdown. So for me, this is a situation to monitor. But the biggest thing was Darnell Mooney not getting a target until the fourth quarter. And Cole Komet getting one target and having zero receptions. That's my shocker special of the day. I didn't see that coming. You know, my bold prediction was Cole Komet would lead all tight ends and receptions. Well, now he's got some extra work to do to make that happen. So those are the things that I was surprised by most. And I'm going to chalk it up to it's the conditions. Oh, he's going against the, the best. He's going against the best linebacker in well, the Fred NFL Warner. too. Yeah. Fred yeah. Warner is a yeah. great cover linebacker. And yeah. that so, helps so that's, that's part of it too. So I'm going to say, you know, if people, again, if they panic about this game, because you know how people are irrational. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to maybe see if someone's down on Komet Mooney uh, or Lance, particularly James, what do you think about this game? 
Uh, I think it was it was San Francisco's game to win until the third, maybe the fourth quarter. Really, we saw two late touchdowns from Justin Fields, one to Equinimity St. Brown, one to Dante Pettis of all people. So uh, yeah, the the usage on the on the highlight highlighted players that we thought were going to make an impact for fantasy and for regular NFL scoring weren't there. Uh, Cole Komet, like you mentioned. Zero receptions on one target. Darnell Mooney, one reception for eight yards on three targets. I mean, these guys almost put up goose eggs completely. And if you were counting on them in your fantasy lineups, I mean, if anything, after week one, yes, it was a slop fest. Yes, the rain had a lot to do with game script. Um, but they definitely lost some value today. Yeah, and I, I think you, you're going to have people that overreact, but I, I am not one of them. So, Tyler, any other um, things from this game before we move it on? No, like you said, right. Lance, Lance should be fine. I mean, he's playing in sunny California. He should have plenty of nice games. Yeah. So let's move it on to the weirdest game of the day, by far. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Overtime, missed kicks. The Bengals, Joe Burrow turned it over five times today, Ugh. and the Bengals still almost won this game. It was absolutely nuts. Um, so, uh, James, I'm going to give you this one, and then we'll give Tyler the next one. So uh, there's a lot to extrapolate here, I think. So give me your your observations from Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Well, first and foremost, T. Higgins injured in this one. Uh, yep. He will be in the concussion protocol. That is a question mark. I'm not sure who Cincinnati plays next week, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, Jamar Chase, he's the real deal. We, are, we already uh, yeah. knew that from last year. Uh High, heavily targeted, 16 targets, 10 receptions for 129 catch. yards. That wasn't a catch. Oh, oh. my God. Oh, <laughs> there, was some nutty, there was some nutty. There was a couple there that were, were supposed to be touchdowns, and the one that was a, a catch at the goal line, they should have reviewed at the beginning of the game, and they didn't, uh, and it pretty much shot him in the foot. Tyler Boyd, uh, I called a touchdown from him this morning, just random, and sure enough, it came true. I'm, I'm liking what I see out of the backfield. A lot more usage for P. Ryan than I expected. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe he was just coming in and, and change of pace for Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon should be fine. 27 carries, 82 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. Seven uh, receptions, though. Yeah, seven receptions yeah. is great. Amazing for 63 yards. Um, on the other side of the ball, Najee Harris left this one. Not sure what the injury was. I think it was his... Uh, they foot. said it was a foot, and a they foot. all the reports are saying that it wasn't serious and that he should be fine. But obviously, it's a situation to monitor because he had the Liz Frank in the preseason yep. that was like not an actual Liz Frank. So this is going to be a situation that, like, if he's going through that and then he hurts it today, could be very volatile going forward. Um, another thing that was funny, and we didn't we didn't talk about it at the top of the show uh, because we skipped through the news. You know, Jay Glazer comes out and says, <laughs> "Oh well, you know, Tomlin says that." They're going to bench Kenny Pickett for the entire season. Yet Mason Rudolph was the healthy scratch today. That just shows me that Kenny Pickett is there in the ranks. I don't believe anything that the media says. If Kenny Pickett's on that bench, he has the potential to go into the game. And if Mitchell Trubisky starts throwing up lobs the way he was today, bad passes, short, very bad decision-making, Pickett will be in there sooner rather than later. Um, you know, if you can use this win to try to sell Trubisky, I don't know if you can get anything for him or you want, <laughs> you don't even, 
I, I don't even know why you'd have him on the roster, but Kenny Pickett is just waiting in the wings. And if you use that news snippet there to say, hey, well, you know, you're going to be sitting on Kenny Pickett for over a year. Maybe try to use that to your advantage and pick him up. Yeah, I, I like the usage of Pat Fryer move today. Ten targets, five for Ooh, 75. Yeah. Uh, Zach Gentry, their backup tight end, got 40 yards. So to me, Fryer move, um, probably one of the best usages we saw out of the tight end position because it was uh, it was rough on the streets. For tight end, as we know, it all is in fantasy, but I really liked seeing Fryermuth lead the team in uh, in receiving yards today. Um, and then Jalen Warren, if you're in a deeper league, I'm sure he's probably rostered, but you never know. Um, but it looks like he's the most likely handcuff for Najee Harris in terms of if they have an injury, unless they sign someone. Uh, maybe they sign Le'Veon Bell back after knocking out Adrian Peterson this weekend. What do you think? <laughs> that was oh, the tough. battle. Uh, that was the battle of free agent running backs and who they should sign. I thought Peterson would destroy Le'Veon it Bell. Look, the, from like physical looks, you would think so. Like you looked at the, but honestly, Le'Veon Bell was heavier. Like when you saw the way in, Le'Veon Bell yeah. was heavier. I don't know. Yeah, it was, that was a weird boxing match. And I don't know if I was a fan. I was like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, I don't like these like weird celebrity. Yeah. I love the look on Adrian Peterson's face, though, when he was on the ground. He was just stunned. He was like, like, oh, you hit me. That hurt. Yeah. Boom. Uh, George Pickens, one reception for three yards. So it will get better. It will. Especially <laughs> if Pickett comes in. Trubisky, as you could tell, loves the middle of the field. <laughs> I mean, Pat Farmuth got 10 targets and Deonta Johnson got, got a ton of targets, 12. Yeah, I'm not worried about Pickens. When, when Kenny Pickett comes in, he's going to be more comfortable throwing outside than, than Trubisky is. Trubisky's throwing safely. He sure. doesn't want to screw up. So that's what Trubisky's doing. Yeah. All right, Tyler, we're going to move on to the Philadelphia Eagles eking out a win against Detroit. The final score doesn't really reflect on how this game was. Philadelphia won this one going away more or less, and Detroit climbed back in the end. Um, but there was a lot of fantasy goodness in this game, Tyler. So why don't you cover it for us here? Every runner scored a touchdown. I mean, if you're trying to figure out which running back you want to start, you won with either one. Miles Sanders ran really well. Yeah, really well. 13 for 96. You know, what? it's the Lions. I'm actually going to I, I'm not going to put too much into it because the Lions run defense has not been good for years. So this to me is kind of like, a yeah, we, we should have seen this coming. But all the running backs scored. Gainwell hurts. You know, I'm going to I'm not going to say he's a running back, but he ran one 90 in. yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. It's 17, 17 carries, carries for Harry, for, mm-hmm. for Hertz. Miles Sanders, 13 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Boston Scott scored a goal line, and and then it was just A.J. Brown. 10 catches, 150. Like, he had over 100 yards at halftime. It was nuts. Uh, 13 targets for him. Uh, Devonta Smith, four targets, no catches. That we sucks. We should be worried because this secondary is ungood. And if he can't do anything against this secondary, that's that's tough. Maybe it's just like a, hey, here's A.J. Brown, everybody. Smith may have his games, but you're not going to know when to start him. And if he throws up goose eggs for you, that's going to hurt you from week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Goddard had four targets, three catches, 60 yards. It, it just the pieces of the pie aren't there, especially if A.J. Brown is going to get this many targets. And they're going to say, hey, we paid this guy. We're using him like an alpha. And if that's true, A.J. Brown could have a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson-like season. And... Everyone else is going to be hurt by that. So it's going to be tough from that aspect. Going to the Lions side, Jared Goff did not look good at all. 
Mm. It wasn't until the second. That like, Eagles when, defense is good. It it wasn't until the second half when it was gar- a lot of garbage tam- time style when Goff was actually making plays where Goff was just like, screw it. I'm going to throw it to DJ Chark deep. Who cares? Touchdown. I had nothing to lose. Yeah, touchdown. <laughs> and, and DeAndre Swift is so good on limited touches. This is perfect usage. 15 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. And then he goes three catches for 31 yards. Swift is a monster if he can stay healthy. But they need to keep his touches around this level. It's perfect. And Williams, the backup running back, two goal line touchdowns. I'm fine with that. Don't put Swift in that like big pile. Don't get him in those opportunities. Like, I don't need Swift to score five times in a game to get points. Just keep him like this. I'd rather keep him healthy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, St. Brown, 12 targets. I think that's a lot of garbage time. 30% hot... target share, though. Yeah. That's nice. That's super nice. But you know what was nice was seeing uh, Jameson Williams, his, his kind of, I would say part-time backup for now in DJ Chark, you know, like, oh, you can have this spot until I get back. He had eight targets, four catches, 52 yards, that deep bomb. Jameson Williams on this team is going to be good. And that's all I thought. It was like, ooh, Jameson yeah, Chark, Williams. Chark had a rough drop, too. It was like, oh, like that. Yeah. Was, yeah. I yeah, mean, so all in all, all in all, though, I think Detroit played a heck of a game to climb back into this one at the end, I think they were down 31 to 10 at the half or something yeah. like that. Eagles let up. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles yeah, let up sure. and, and they were running the ball a lot more. And Dan and Campbell team don't quit. We know that. Miles Sanders knocks. had yeah. a really good break up the middle. He had some shots, 15 yards here, 15 yards there. Looked pretty good. The only thing is about this Philadelphia backfield is I don't know who to trust. And I, and for that reason, it's very, the ambiguity, the ambiguity level of the Philadelphia Eagles backfield is very, very high. The guys you want are, like you said, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. And yep. and Dallas Goddard, I think, will still get his, oh, especially 100%. at tight end. Yeah. yeah. If I had the opportunity to trade Miles Sanders right now, I would. And I would I would shoot for a contender's first round pick if if you can. And if not, two seconds should be the value where he's at right now, especially showing that with this RPO type offense, he's going to succeed. Yeah. All right. Let me take the next one. Cause it's my home team. It's the new England Patriots. This should uh, be quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> losing like the game was losing to the Miami dolphins 20 to seven dolphins did have a defensive touchdown, which didn't help. Mac Jones did have a back injury in this one. He's getting x-rays. So we don't know the severity of that. I think Mac rays came back negative. Good. All right. I think, you know, Mac had a tough luck, like tipped, uh, pass interception, and then he had a fumble, but his left tackle, Trent Brown, uh, wasn't paying attention, and it was a clear path to Mac Jones. So the turnovers, I don't necessarily put on Jones himself. I thought he played uh, pretty good at, in at times. Running backs, that's what everyone cares about on this team, right? It's Damian Harris, everybody's favorite, Ramondre Stevenson. They split the backfield, but Harris looked like the better player today. Um, and even in the passing game, like we only saw Ramondre Stevenson get two targets. Damian Harris got three. And then Ty Montgomery um, had oh, four, and he oh ended up having God. a touchdown in that James White type of role. <laughs> but this passing game for the Pats, it's it's bad. Like, there was nothing to extract. I mean, Jacoby Myers had a beautiful on the yeah. sideline high point catch that was like degree difficulty of a 10, which was great. So I think for me, you know, for the from the Patriots side of the ball, I think Mac Jones will be fine. The pass catchers are going to be a hot mess all season long. 
and you're not going to be able to trust any of them. And then for running backs, like, you know, you could flex out Stevenson, but I still think Harris is a really, really good player. So I'm not off of Harris. I actually got him really late in a redraft league. Ramondre Stevenson went ahead of him. So I took Harris in like the ninth round and I was perfectly happy with that. Uh, So Miami, Tua, Tua's arm strength might be a problem, I think. There were some throws. There were some bad throws that Tua had. And it's not like the Pats defense was up in his grill the whole time because their pass rush um, isn't the greatest. So between Tua, you know, Tyreek got fed 12 targets, far and away led the team. He went eight for 94, which is great. Stole an interception away from the Patriots. he did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Tyreek Hill's small, but he plays big. Um, And you can see it on his tape. But Jalen Waddle gets the touchdown on the slant, which is what we want to see Waddle and, and Tyreek used, especially with Tua. But the backfield, you know, everyone was like Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. And he did get the majority of the carries, but nothing successful out of this backfield, at least running the ball. And then Chase Edmonds had four targets. He caught all four for 40 yards. Mostert caught his for 16. But I'll I'm jump still... in here real fast on Chase Edmonds before you totally drive his face into the mud. He was coming off of an injury barely practiced this week got a yeah. late clearance to play I still like Chase Edmonds. so I think Chase Edmonds right now after this performance it may be a, a low buy situation a little just a little bit just if it continues into week two then I am definitely trying to pick up Chase Edmonds because hey utilization 12 carries only 25 yards didn't get much on the ground didn't need to get much on the ground all right, he's going Pants to be utilized in the passing game, and that's where the bread and butter is. When when he tried to bury uh, Chase Edmonds, I know you weren't, but he, it doesn't go with the joke. When he's trying to bury Chase Edmonds, did he see Mike Gusecki six feet underground as well? <laughs> oh, his, <laughs> he just his waved fan, to his him. fantasy relevance is over. It's gone. Like the the Smythe is getting more playing time because he can block. I don't know why they, they I don't know why they put the franchise tag on him and paid him if they're not going to use Maybe him. they thought they could franchise tag then trade. Maybe. Tag and trade, but I mean, I think everybody knows what he is. He's a guy. He's Evan Ingram, top 5 tight end, right, James? <laughs> he had a catch today, Tyler. Woo. All right, yeah. let's keep let's keep it moving. I don't want to talk about that guy anymore. This so this game, the Ravens beat the Jets 24 to 9. There's a lot of stuff in this game. I think this game is underrated because we were all waiting to see what the usage was going to be for the Jets backfield, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's interesting. And I also think it's interesting the way that the Baltimore's offense played because it wasn't, I think, what we thought was going to happen. Yeah. So, James, give me Ravens Jets. I'm interested to see what you saw in this one. What I saw was almost a 50-50 split as far as uh, pass catching from Michael Carter and Brees Hall, which is really something that that intrigued me about Michael Carter. We were off of him for a while, uh, obviously because of Brees Hall being drafted, very high draft pick. But he had nine targets in this game, caught seven of them for 40 yards. He had 10 carries, 60 yards, six yards per carry. You look good. Michael Carter against the Baltimore Ravens defense shocked me. It truly did. And then on the other side, Brees Hall, only six carries, 23 yards which shocked me even more because he's supposed to be the better running back. Brees Hall had a fumble. We saw Michael Carter just take over as far he as fantasy good. points Carter go. Carter looked yeah. awesome. Carter mm-hmm. looked great. Um, Joe, Joe Flacco is still Joe Flacco. Can throw 300 yards and, and still lose times. a ball game. And well, I was going to say, when you're, when you're behind the whole game, <laughs> yeah, you're going to throw a ton, which is why everybody, everybody got targets. 
Everybody got seven targets. players with over five targets in this one. Yeah, but not, but only one player with only with a six catch mark. Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Let's go. <laughs> Michael hey, how about Carter. You? Hey, Tyler, talk to me about Garrett Wilson because I think his usage was more than we thought it might uh, be. Right. Garrett it's Wilson be, it's because they, man. they were in, you know, three receiver set, 11 man personnel and they needed him. Like he played inside a little more than I actually thought a little more slot, but that, I mean, they needed quick passing. That's what happened. Wilson looked great. He looked explosive. And he was, you know, J- isn't it still Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphrey? And, Marlon no, Peters. Humphrey was out. Uh, Peters. Peters was out today. Peters was out. Yeah. Peters was out. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, their corners are still fine. They got great safeties. Kyle Hamilton, he, he had a kind of a rough go at it a little bit, letting some all these guys get catches. But, uh, no, it, it was interesting. And as long as the Jets are going to be behind, these players are going to get targets. And if it's going to be evenly distributed like this, you're going to have a hard time figuring out who to start. But if you're in a pinch, they could all be fine until Zach Wilson comes and ruins everybody's fantasy value. Uh, so uh, biggest what, surpri- to- One of the biggest surprises out of this game was Devin Duvernay. You know, last year he was an afterthought, fell to everybody's drop list in the offseason, and then he catches, he comes out and catches what four balls? Um, yeah, Do you know yeah, what four, round four he was four, drafted 54. in the NFL? Uh, Third two round, touchdowns. Right? Damn it, uh, Doug! That, I wanted you, James. To, you asked. Uh, he was James. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, ninety-second overall. Yeah, late third-round pick, which is actually good draft capital, and people yeah. forget about that. It's year three for him. He was a fast guy in Texas, made tons of plays for them, and a lot of people really liked his route running, said he'd be a good slot in the NFL. Yeah, I I actually liked what I saw. I have him in a couple teams. And uh, the, Bateman, the Bateman hype, uh, it's going to be scary. I think it's going to be a rough road for Bateman this year. Thank it's God a lot he of had that long bust. touchdown. Yeah, I think, because I think it was two a for 59 game. and a touchdown, and the, one, and the 59 yards came on a 55-yard touchdown. That's it was, That's scary. I think it was a weird game offensively for Baltimore they're trying to Very. find them they're trying to find themselves I think without a true running game these running backs are terrible Kenyon Drake oh, so is not good Mike Davis is not good like Definitely they need JK Dobbins they need that explosiveness Gus and, and until though like until those two come back this this offense is going to be different like Lamar hardly ran two six carries for 17 yards that was that was odd to me he had plenty of opportunity but I think they were Spot like quarterback spying Lamar with uh Mosley, so I mean, that's a really good linebacker spying. And Tyler, yeah. I was told that Isaiah likely would be the third option in the passing game, and Lies. Um, I didn't think Four it was targets. likely he would score zero points. <laughs> Remember when I said Tyler Huntley is the guy that you'd want him to throw <laughs> yeah, the ball? Did. Yes, he that did. is very true. Well, he is the backup, so I'm not, uh, I'm not thinking that. And Mark Andrews, he, this is fine, he's a tight five end, for 52 is okay, yeah, it's yeah. fine. But you, in a game where they didn't have to do too much, they didn't do too much. Yeah. yeah. But it was nice to see Lamar actually complete that pass abatement down the field. I yeah. mean, we, we all know Lamar has a big arm, but he doesn't show it off too much. And man, that was a great throw. Yeah, yeah it was fine. It was nice to finally see them connect on a big one. All right. I'm going to take the next one. This was actually a low key fun fantasy game. Um, because of some of the things that we saw happen in it. It was the Washington Commanders beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-22. to I thought Trevor Lawrence looked good at times, bad at times. Interesting that James Robinson, coming off the Achilles injury, looked perfectly normal. Like, 
God he looks damn it, Cam Akers. Can I tell you why? <laughs> why? James Robinson is a different play style. He's the he's the kind of low gravity, big bruising back. He's a hammer. He doesn't yeah, cut. He doesn't need yeah. to he doesn't cut. He he's patient. He waits for blocks to progress. He's a different runner than a guy like Cam Akers is who actually depended on his explosiveness, who out of college only played running back three years and yeah. you know, was was newer to the the position but he was like i'm fast i i'm explosive that's what i'm depending on he yeah. may have lost some of that so robinson's in a different category yeah I, there was some things and i think the same thing like with lawrence like he looked good at times and bad at times same things for etn you know he touched the ball six times and had 65 yards which is nice but um he he had a couple of drops and he looked a little lost at times so i think that you know travis etn not playing at all in his rookie year and then getting up to speed in a shortened preseason, it's going to take a little bit of time. And James Robinson, even though he was injured, like he knows, you know, he's had NFL experience and they are, they're going to rely on him. The team loves him. So that doesn't surprise me, but Christian Kirk, we saw a usage of a $20 million man, Cooper 12 Cup targets, light. six for a buck 17. He had a 49 yard reception. And then, you know, we didn't see much from Marvin Jones or Evan Ingram. Um, but Zay Jones, I think he's sleepy. I think Zay Jones, I loved what I saw from Zay Jones last year with the Raiders. I actually started him in a playoff game when he was getting targets. And you want to talk about a career that's potentially a huge turnaround. He was a former second round pick right out of ECU. Yep. And has the coolest gif of all time, by the way. The freaking the floating Bills. one. Holy, yeah. I will never figure. I watched I that don't know so many times and I have <laughs> never figured out how he did that. It Me was either. like. It was like he hit rewind. It was like a moonwalk with your whole body. It was weird. It was like he floated up. Yeah. So Zay Jones, I think, again, if you're in deep dynasty leagues and Zay Jones is available, go get him. Like, he was second on the team in targets. He looked good. So I'm loving that life. Now, when we switch over to Washington, we all wait, know the Wait, Brian... wait, 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 wait. Evan Ingram. He didn't drop a pass. That's exactly four what you're Four receptions <laughs> for, on four targets. That's cool. it. All right. Now we can go to Washington. All right, so for Washington, uh, lots of surprises here. We all know the Brian Robinson situation. It looks like he might be back in week five um, from recovering from his gunshot wounds. He doesn't have crutches or anything. He has to miss four games because he's on the non-football injury list. So we all knew that Antonio Gibson was probably going to be the guy that led the way. What we didn't think was going to happen is that Antonio Gibson was going to get eight targets, catch seven of them for 72 yards, as well as have 58 on the ground. So a really nice game. For Antonio Gibson and my guy, this has been my boy for a while, Curtis Samuel. He's finally go. healthy again. Last he missed last year in his first big year of his deal for Washington, but before that with Carolina, they used him all over the field a lot, like the Niners use Debo Samuel. So we saw Curtis Samuel get four carries for 17 yards, eight receptions for 55 and a touchdown, 11 targets. He led the team in targets, which is awesome. So we had McLaurin had a late start, but. Carson Wentz, beautiful deep ball to Terry. It was awesome. Yeah. I liked what I saw from this offense. Carson Wentz, I've been saying it to people that have been down on him in Superflex leagues. He had 27 touchdowns and seven picks last year for the Colts. He made some bad decisions, and that's what people remember, but he didn't play all that poorly from a fantasy perspective. He was a QB1 for a lot of the season. So I like Wentz with, with Gibson and then maybe eventually Robinson. Definitely finished this week as yeah, you put McLaurin in there. You got Samuel back. Logan Thomas is healthy. He started, so he didn't miss any time coming off the ACL. He got six targets. And then Jahan Dotson, the Ooh. rookie, scores two touchdowns A in his beautiful debut. Catch. Beautiful two catch beautiful catches. Contested catches for Jahan Dotson. He looked really, really good, and he's been a sleeper all draft season. He has first-round, mid-first-round draft capital, 
and you were able to get him in the early second round in some leagues, which is a shame. He's looking the part. Guys like Matt Harmon that do reception perception love this kid. So Jahan Dotson, to see him score twice in his debut was awesome. So I actually liked what I saw from from both of these teams. I think the Jags, you know, with with ETN have some more work to do. But from a Washington, this could be, is this the sleeper offense? It could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if my brother from another mother can keep playing like this. I mean, he made a couple of mistakes like Carson Wentz. Always He's does. always going to. Right. The thing that I liked is it seemed like the team rallied around him, which you didn't see with Indy. You didn't see with Philly. They kind of gave up on him. Do you think Wentz quick. is like, this is my third team in three years and I need to get my stuff together? Yes. Honestly, I think I think it's a little bit of a reality check. He looked himself in the mirror and said, hey, quit being a douchebag and be better. And like, he's like, you have really bad acne. You should get on that. Yeah, That's proactive. Are you guys still you should, a company? You should, you should be proactive. But you know what? If you're using proactive, there's one other thing that you can use if you want to look better, and that's Manscaped. You oh, yeah. can use Manscaped for all sorts of awesome things. You can use it for the nose hairs if you're getting a little older, the ear hairs, which I suffer from. I'm in my mid-40s, so I need to use the weed whacker a lot. The Lawnmower 4.0 wireless charger, it's awesome. It's got skin-safe technology. It's not going to tear you up. It's going to be able to shave all sorts of hair on your body. You shave your chest, you shave your areas. It's going to take all of it. It's got an LED light, so it'll guide the way to get you the perfect, perfect trim. And then on top of that, you got two awesome devices. And then you know what? You can take care of your stuff. You got some aftercare stuff. You got your crop preserver, a crop cleanser, reviver. You can make your undercarriage smell like brand. It's like new car smell, but for your junk. It is absolutely awesome. So go on manscaped.com. Use code DHH. New junk smell. I'm new sorry. junk smell. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. And that, once again, it's Manscaped. Your balls are going to thank you for doing that. For that new junk smell, Manscaped. Yes. I think it's Tyler's turn. This is a this is a, a kind of a weird game as well. Yeah, thank Give you. Me. Thank you for this. <laughs> Your Browns, Browns Panthers have at it? Uh, Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things. He is... Okay. He's good. so good. And like, if there's anything you want to do when you watch Browns games, it's just watch him and Kareem Hunt. That's all you really need to do because that is the offense. Donovan Peoples-Jones getting 11, 11 targets is interesting. But you know what? It's because Carolina actually has a really good secondary. And Cooper, I don't know if they know how to use him. Like, it just seemed like they weren't using him correctly. And Jacoby Brissett is not a good quarterback. He's a no. fine backup my favorite tweet was by one of the Browns uh, reporters, and it said, "We spent all this draft capital and all this money on a quarterback that we haven't even we won't even see till week eleven, and we just beat the Panthers with our running game. And Baker could have done all of this. Like Baker could have yeah. been an upgrade, and it, it's true. Like it's just because you you kind of stop believing in. Okay, we have an okay quarterback. That's fine, but." People are so in a rush to be like, oh, he's not our guy. He's not elite. He's not Herbert. He's not Mahomes. We got to get rid of him. Like, there's only so many of those quarterbacks. And it seems like the NFL is in this mode where it's like, nope, we don't have one of those guys. We're going to keep trying. So for for me, that was what I found interesting. Cream Hunt got a lot of catches. Doug and I, we got Cream Hunt real cheap in the offseason. And it yep. looks like it's going to be awesome because he looks good to go he looks a little yeah. bit more of a last year of his contract season. kareem yeah he, he, he looks, looks a little bigger. thicker yeah and, and that's okay because you know what he's he's getting up there in age and you you kind of need to hold up a little still bit still has still has elite feet yes so true speaking Two of elite feet, today 
Ernest. We are going to go to the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. He started late. It looked like, oh, God, we're going to get a dud week from McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Touchdown saved him. He had four catches. I think the targets will go up because I think Mayfield later on in the, in the, in the game was like, hey, hold on a second. This guy behind me is really good. I need to get him touches. And the Panthers, too. Uh, Robbie Anderson caught a deep bomb, beautiful deep ball by Baker. Saved that's his what, day. That's what Baker's good at, the deep ball. This Cleveland defense is really good, and they were gunning for Baker. So Baker's game he had today, I'm actually putting where it is lower than what we should expect. I think we should expect better, especially in the division he's in. Four fumbles. Yeah. That's got to change. He he had four fumbles, uh, like two mm. or three snaps. I got something to tell you. Pat Alfline is their center. We <laughs> drafted him in Minnesota. There's yes. a reason why we needed to replace him all the time. We switched him to guard. We tried everything. He sucked everywhere, and he's their starting center. There's a reason why he is ungood, and I think it's that. I, th- I don't blame those on Baker. I think Pat Alfline is not good, but this... This game, DJ Moore, six targets. He'll he'll have a better game. He'll be fine. I mean, when you got Denzel Ward on the other side, that is an issue. He's one of the best corners in the in the game. Is is Terrace Marshall dead in Dynasty? Yes. Yes. Did you see the tweet where it said uh, LSU's two thousand? I didn't see twenty twenty. He said they said LSU's receiving core of twenty twenty or twenty nineteen uh, scored this many points. It was like so many catches, three hundred plus yards, and three touchdowns. And Terrace Marshall, Chase, and Jefferson were in that group, and Terrace Marshall had none of them. Like that was that was Chase and oh and Jefferson. So yeah, it, I mean, hmm. uh, you you can pretty much put him underground next to Gasecki. He's he's done. He's done. Hey, how how about your boy Donovan Peoples Jones with double digits targets today? Yeah, um, and in Joku with one. Yeah, I was I went on a podcast. Well, not uh, on a podcast. I put a little clip in. I said Harrison Bryant was a perfect buy for the for the, before the season because Najoku was never healthy, and it just the usage is always weird with them. Harrison Bryant's a great player, but yeah, Najoku. I think Njoku will be fine. Just, he should be. He'll, he's going to have massive games. He will have some massive games. I think when Watson comes back, that's when he will explode. Let's hope so. This game could explode. It was not fun it was to watch. Rough. It was very oh, it rough. went back and forth for a while. They won it at the end. Like I thought yeah. Carolina had it sealed up. Yeah, it was a it was a thrilling end, I guess. Speaking of a thrilling end that didn't it didn't end because it ended it, end. end. it ended at a tie. Can, can I tell you guys something? This whole sure. division does not have a win. Yeah, that's true. The <laughs> AFC South is is absolutely winless. <laughs> so James, talk to me about the Colts and the Texans. Um 50 passes from Matt Ryan, 352 yards, only one touchdown. Hmm. Uh, it looked like he was forcing passes into Michael Pittman. Unadv- inadvisable passes, okay? A lot of them were off target. He was getting rushed. The real winner today was was obviously Jonathan Taylor. 31 carries, 161 yards, a touchdown on the ground. Had four receptions on seven targets. I like the usage out of Naeem Hines as well. Six for mm-hmm. six for 50, although he did have a fumble. Michael Pittman was great. 13 targets. That's what you want to see. Alpha. Wide receiver. Alpha. 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 One. Caught nine for 121 and a touchdown. Love it. And it looks like they're still searching for their wide receiver, too, in this offense. Uh, Alec Pierce, two, two targets, 
You had to drop, drop one in the, the back zone. of the end yeah. zone. Uh, Paris Campbell came on towards the end of the game, but nothing really relevant. And that was it. Ashton I mean, Doolin had a drop in the end zone too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's at the, I, at the end of the game. A lot of them were just like errant drops. Like they shouldn't, they should have been caught. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the targets from Matt Ryan were really, really forced. And I know he wants to throw the ball, but they're indie. They should have won this game. Uh, and because of the, the mistakes that he, that Matt Ryan made, I think it cost them the game personally on the other side of the ball. Davis Mills looked pretty good. You're going to start off with that when all the hype has been towards one player. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the guy that actually did stuff. Uh, exactly. Davis Mills, Rex Burkhead, 14 carries, 40 yards. Uh, did Pierce get hurt? <laughs> no, no. Pierce exactly. didn't get hurt. He had 11 carries and 33 yards. He caught his only target for six yards. And listen. I believe it was the game script. Uh, they're going to have a hard time. I mean, Houston running the was ball up in this out game, the game for a while. Burkhead had 14 carries. The whole game script thing won't work. No, uh, because Houston was up 20 to three at one point. Huh. I believe. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, they were. Uh-huh. You're right. Interesting. <laughs> so it's not game script. It's just the fact that Damian Pierce is probably a rookie and he was way overhyped. Pass pro, maybe. And if you sold him for the first that we told you to sell him for and got the first, congratulations. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. To be determined, obviously. Brandon Cooks still doing Brandon Cooks type things. 12 targets, 7 receptions, 82 yards. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, no. Surprise, surprise. OJ Howard. Two touchdown receptions. Stealing all my Brevin Jordan Open as could be. Oh, I mean, Brevin Jordan. So... I, I was watching the game, and on the Wide broadcast, open. they said that uh, uh, Lovey Smith actually called O.J. Howard and was like, hey, I want you here. Like, recruited him to the team because he wanted him there. And that's the reason why O.J. Howard actually went from the Bengals to Houston. Like, he, he actually changed his mind. I thought it was a physical thing. No, it was not. Because if it was a physical thing, he would have failed at Houston, too. So, uh, yeah, for, for me... It's it was interesting. Mills had a couple of really bad, ugly throws, but he's still a young player. And to me, he still once again looked better than Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Like I heard the other day, what if Davis Mills was in New England? How good would he be in New England? Like, would he actually be better than Mac Jones in New England? I don't know. That's a good question. Possibly for another time. But it is. it's a it's a definitely definitely something to think about. All right, James, I'm going to give you back-to-back games because the next one is your team, and then we'll go to Tyler. Yes, the winning New York Giant football team. I love it. I I love it. Saquon is back, baby. He looked good. Go. 18 carries, okay, and he carried it well into the fourth quarter. We saw Matt Breida mixed in barely with only five carries. Barkley had himself a day. 164 yards and a touchdown caught six out of seven targets for 30 yards and a two point conversion. Saquon Barkley's back, man, full force. He's not always going to break it all the way. We saw him get taken down late. Uh, I'm sorry, towards the end the of safety some had big the angle runs. On him. Yeah, but oh my goodness. Welcome back, Saquon. And Dabble has made Saquon Barkley the focal point. Wait, wait. Hey, of this Dable? Joe Ju- hey, Dable. Joe Judge. Dable. 
dabble. Joe, hey, you know, it's a Joe Jersey Judge. accent thing. Joe Judge, this is how you use your all-pro running back. Yes. <laughs> well, in Joe Judge's defense, Barkley was not himself last year coming off the injury. Because Joe Judge was his one. coach. And <laughs> Saquon Barkley is finally healthy, showed up. Guess who else showed up today? Two receptions on two targets. Kenny Galladay caught two Why balls. Why are we talking about Kenny Galladay? <laughs> no, he, uh, he the real like surprise here for me so was, was nice. Sterling Shepard. Uh, Wandale Robinson got hurt. Wandale, oh my God. He's going to have a massive game. Huge, yeah, he was. huge game. All the targets that Shepard got later in the game should have been Wandale's. Yeah, Richie James, too. Oh, like, yeah. All of those targets would have been one. You know what Robinson. name you're not saying? It's Kadarius Tony. It's because he didn't who had do zero targets. But the two times that he touched the ball look like Kadarius Tony from last year. Tyler, you have a you have a hunch as to what's going on with Kadarius. So Tony. in Florida, he had issues with coaching, had an attitude problem. There's a reason why he came out late is because he got into some trouble off the field. He's he's a hothead. He's a guy that has personal issues with attitude. And I personally think it's that. I think he's just uh, he's too much a of a hot... gangster. I, w- I wouldn't I think say maybe that. Maybe he has he has problems with authority. Like maybe that, that's what it yeah. is. Like I I know a couple of people that actually don't have jobs because they have trouble with authority and they can't stand having their own boss or having a boss. So I actually don't work for that reason. And he, it could be that type of thing. Like he doesn't like to be t- like, hey, how come I'm not in? How come I'm like he, he doesn't like criticism. Yeah, like, that could yeah. be it. And and maybe that's not part of what the Giants want to do because it looks to me like they're building a perfect... I mean, when Dayball was on the sidelines, like, ripping Daniel Jones a new a-hole, like, I, I love can't to see... see it. Yeah, I love to see it too, but I can't see a guy like Tony, like, he, like he's going to be, he's going to be like, yeah, forget you. Like, I don't care. Yeah, he's not going to be perceptive to the, the feedback. So that could be it. Very interesting um, Go by Wanda Robinson. Because he's going to have a massive target share. Yeah. Hey, now, do you guys know who led the, the Titans in targets today? I was <laughs> Titans in targets? Your boy, Kyle Phillips. Yeah, buddy. Wilson Phillips. The Wilson new slot Phillips. machine in the NFL. Let's go. Hold up for one more day. Six for 66 and a fumble. He did fumble a, a kick a kickoff or a punt, yeah. Yeah. But they put him hurt. right back in, and they didn't, they didn't sit him. Who else got targets that everybody thought was going to fall on his face? Traylon oh, Burks. Traylon Burks. You got five, had a nice man. one. He had one big, nice play. Oh, Bob Woods. Oh, Bobby yeah. Trees. Henry. Down did you guys see, the, did you guys see Henry get Henryed? So oh, yeah. Henry, he got yes. rocked. He got yes. rocked. Then, like, defense looked pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. the Titans, we could maybe, like, I, I get Tannehill played pretty good. He, he played conservative. But there's a chance we're going to see Willis in these special design plays to get this offense a little more juiced up because I didn't see anything special from this offense. It was more bland. It was a lot of Henry, a lot of short passes, bland. For you IDP people, it's Jeffrey Simmons breakout season. He's what do an you animal. guys make of, uh, real fast before we go on, Dontrell Hilliard? I think he's a talented player. Three receptions, 61 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, I he's gonna all, be what everyone thought Jeremy McNichols was gonna be in that offense. Like he's gonna be their pass catcher out of the backfield. I uh, actually think they're gonna get Henry a little more involved in the passing game. They tried today on the one one attempt. Yeah, they uh, gave him a short one on the sideline and he bonked it off his hands. Yep. And the Austin Hooper comeback story will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Swain, baby. 
Hey, on a Sweeney. vital on a vital third down, they gave a carry to Chigaquanko, which I was which I was surprised by, and and the Giants read it perfectly. He also got a catch too, so that's He's promising. When when you when a rookie tight end sees the field early, you'll love to see it. Next year, all these young kids are going to be running around on the Titans offense. I'm telling you, Malik, you got Kyle, you got Traylon, Chigaquanko, Hassan on a first name basis with these guys. That's yeah. awesome, right? <laughs> Nicknames, Chig, yeah. <laughs> Little do we know Doug's the backup kicker. <laughs> Which, hey, is a good job nowadays because all the kickers were terrible today. Oh, my God. So except Cade York, who I picked up in a couple leagues. He bombed that thing. That was awesome. Yes, all right, let's did. get on to the Packers versus Vikings. Tyler, I'll let you cover this one. It's your home team. So let us at it. Rogers. Right. So Rogers, you could tell this offense is trying to work out the kinks. Just like last year he, in week one, maybe? Yes. Rodgers had the first throw of the game perfect, perfect to Christian Watson, and he dropped it. It was right in the it bucket. It was egregious. It was perfect. You know what? As much as I hated Zeke, because I actually traded for Watson, not 24 hours before this happened, and I was like, yes, the value is going up. Holy cow. If he catches that pass... I would not be shocked if Watson was the target leader this game because they needed somebody like that. But Rodgers, of course, being stubborn and upset, didn't let that happen. Romeo Dubs, five targets, three, four for 37. I actually like to see that because you, anytime a rookie fourth-round receiver returns in value, I'm, I'm loving it. I actually liked Watson. I mean, he did not practice hardly at all this preseason. Comes in with, with four targets, had that deep bomb, that should have been caught would have oh. made his week like that it would have made been... it would have made Rogers week too. He yeah. wouldn't have been a, a glum. But Rogers looked a little rough and, and love came in, completed, you know, four passes out of five attempts. It was just garbage time. So I'm not worried about that. Sammy Watkins, the streak's over. Your it's week over. one streak is over. I You're started done. him in one DFS lineup just for. S and G's. And uh, it's it the running. Out. It's the running backs you want. Aaron Jones looked awesome. Looked explosive, especially against the Vikings defense, who looks rejuvenated. And AJ Dillon, I mean, this this. I, I think AJ Dillon was the better running back, in in my opinion. I think when it came to pounding up the middle, Dillon's the guy, and, and Aaron Jones still looks super explosive. They're thunder not, and lightning. Yes, yep. exactly. They're, they're D'Angelo it's, Williams and Jonathan Stewart. They're like, thunder oh, yeah. and love, love and thunder, love and thunder. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this offense needs somebody to step up. And from what I saw from Watson, who played a lot, I was not a fan. He was in on run plays blocking. He's in there a lot for somebody who missed a lot of the, a lot of camp and preseason. That was what I found interesting. It's so, just going to get better. Yes. If you have the opportunity to buy him for like a second, I would do it. Like I was never a fan, but what I saw from the usage and how they used him, I love it. He could be an MVS plus for Rodgers, which is just fine because MVS had massive games. And for mm -hmm. a second round pick in a Packers offense where I think Rodgers will rebound because we all know Rodgers. He gets I all. I mean, Lazard was out in this game. Oh, yeah. and he was supposed to be the wide receiver one. So Lazard is going to get like 10, 12 targets a game. Like it's yes. going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. And Viking side, um, Justin Jefferson is king. Ugh. Wide receiver one. He, I get Chase. Chase had a great game. Jefferson is on a different level. We heard that they're going to use him like Cooper Cup. That's exactly what they did. Yes. They talked about moving him around. They did. He was they wide open. And wide the secondary for the Packers the is good. 
Yeah, yeah. very good. And they actually like they talked to the Packers defensive coordinator and they asked how you're going to stop him. They actually had no answer. Like the way Kevin O'Connell used Jefferson was awesome. Ke- Kevin O'Connell, if you're a Vikings fan or you live up here in Minnesota, is promise. Like that guy is a great coach. So for me, and especially seeing how the Rams did on Thursday, Kevin O'Connell could have been a bigger part than we think in that in that offense and their success. Very much so. Kirk Cousins, great efficient game, two touchdowns. Delvin Cook, I mean, he had he 20 had carries. twenty carries, ninety yards. I thought he looked great. He had one play where it, there was no hole, and no it was one like, runs the ball like him in the NFL. Nobody I, like so there's no hole, and he just slipped through it. Like, like it was nuts, and then he exploded. And, oh my god, I I can't even explain. If and then nine go... months later, a baby was born, <laughs> and it was my baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he had three catches. Alexander Anderson came in to kind of relieve, and he had eight carries. I'm not worried about that. Adam Thielen didn't catch a touchdown, so he didn't really succeed. So that's yeah, that's how it is. That's Adam, Thielen, Adam Thielen looked quick though. He looked good. Yep, and Irv Smith. Two targets, no blah, catches. Blah. I think it was just the Jefferson show. And this is what you're going to see a lot this season. Irv Smith, he's going to have three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown some weeks. And that's what you're going to have to deal with. It's going to be it's going to be Jefferson, Cook, and Cousins who you're going to want to start in this. And Thielen, you better hope you get a touchdown. Yeah, and I think if you, if you stacked Minnesota Vikings, you're probably going to be in contention to get that trophy. And what better place to get it from than trophysmack.com where you can get trophies for really whatever kind of fantasy sport you play, whether it's boring baseball, basketball season's coming up, as well as hockey, hockey. Uh, Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Fantasy football, they've got all sorts of trophies, belts, options. There's stuff for losers in your league. So if you have someone that's just terrible at fantasy football, you can get them a toilet seat, uh, amongst other things. And if you use code DHHRING today, when you purchase a belt or a trophy, you will get a $60 value championship ring of very heavy duty quality to either display on your desk, wear it, maybe make your league mates kiss the ring uh, after you win the league, all sorts of fun stuff that you can do with it. So make sure you use code DHH ring when you do that uh, order on trophysmack.com. So I want to go a little off script because I don't want to dismiss Thursday's game. Yep. I was and, just about to say. Let's, and my let's hot see. take, uh, one of my hot takes on uh, last week's episode was that the none of the Rams would live up to their dynasty startup ADP. Now, I said that Cooper Cup is going to be the safest out of anyone. And I feel that that is pretty accurate. Cooper Cup is a great player. Matthew Stafford, we didn't know about the elbow. It was injured. He had a procedure in the offseason, apparently, to deal with it. Uh, Allen Robinson, he ran a lot of routes on Thursday, but didn't do anything. Cam Akers didn't even start. Had three touches for zero yards, which everyone was tilting about because I like Cam Akers. Tyler likes Cam Akers. But to see Jarrell Henderson get used, my red flags for that offense was the offensive line being absolute trash. And I was correct. The Bills sacked Matthew Stafford seven times and didn't even blitz. That's how bad this line is. So that's why I was concerned with the running back performance from Akers and even Henderson, any running back behind them. Now you have Kyron Williams who got injured with a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for six weeks. So Akers is going to be forced into being on the field more and hopefully it works out. I still like Cam Akers, um, but I have my doubts just because of the way that the offense is structured. I said, hey, there's a Super Bowl hangover. Most teams that win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl don't make the playoffs the next year. I don't think they look smooth at all. I think Cooper Cup is safe, but everyone else, I'm concerned. Higby had a lot of targets, so some of those will probably go to Allen Robinson. Um, 
lots of concerns for the Rams offense. On the Bills side, I thought they looked really, really good. They turned the ball over four times. They could have hung 50 points on the Rams in this game if they didn't turn the ball over. Josh Allen looked awesome as usual. Stephon Diggs got it rolling early. We saw Gabriel Davis score on a broken play, and he had a lot of targets as well. McKenzie and Crowder kind of split up um, the slot work. So as far as trying to figure that out, I think that's going to be the headache all year, right? Is like if you if you want to start McKenzie, like it's going to be it's going to be a coin flip, and you probably wouldn't have to start him until you get to your bye weeks anyway. Um, I think McKenzie's might be the better player between the two, but that's going to be a headache. And then James it's Cook going to take some time. That's all. Yeah, and then James Cook fumbles on his first play of his NFL career. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I mean the only play pretty, of his NFL career. There is a pretty elite list of players that have fumbled in their first game yeah. um, and been okay. Uh, so we'll see about the usage. But Devin Singletary, I thought, looked good. Zach Moss looked way better than I thought he would. And no, he, he did. Yeah, he did. Six he receptions. Did look better. Oh, okay, how many how many fantasy points did he get with six receptions? He had 5.8 fantasy James points. He looked better than I thought he would. That's he the looked point a lot here. better that's than James Cook. I don't think Zach Moss is right good. So James, he looked better than I thought he would. My and, argument is James Cook. Fumbled on his first carry, and when I saw him touch the ball, he exploded like his brother. Like it was like, boom. The issue was he got hit in the leg, spun around, and then somebody hit him when he was spinning. Yeah, it happens. That 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 sucks. Like it's your first carry. I get it. Zach Moss. Every time he touched the ball, he fell. Like <laughs> how are we? How are we supposed to know that in training camp, James Cook wasn't fumbling all along? Maybe that was a problem that we didn't know about, and it happened on the field. We would have heard about he, it. Did, he didn't see the field again after that play. Zach Moss was in there he on did. pass catching. Yes, he, he played, but he wasn't. At, he didn't get the ball. Yeah, and and it's a it's a hey rookie, this is a teaching lesson type I, thing. I, I also my last point about the Bills. I think that their offense looked great. Their defense looked great. I think they're probably the favorites for the Super Bowl. Um, would be my oh, opinion yeah. right now. What's up with uh, Dawson Knox though? Two, I was just gonna say targets. Dawson Knox only two. He just got paid as a top five or six tight end. Huh. I think Dawson Knox will be fine. Remember yep. that Bobby Wagner, great cover linebacker, and they took they decided to use him to take away Dawson Knox, and that got more targets from McKenzie and Crowder and everyone else. I think Dawson Knox is going to be fine. You may experience this some weeks. Anytime you have a high powered offense. With so many targets, there are going to be weeks where one of those players doesn't do much, and then there'll be weeks where it's just the opposite. So be patient with Dawson Knox. He's talented. They have paid him um, according to his talent. So don't worry about Dawson Knox. I think he's going to be perfectly and, fine. And his and his time last year was all based off the nine touchdowns. He's low volume, high touchdown. So he needs a touchdown for him to pay off in, in fantasy. So yeah, it, it, time will come. Kansas City versus Arizona, 44 to 21. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes type things. Five touchdowns, 30 for 39, man. He was on a roll and he spread the ball around Edwards Lair. So much better without Tyreek. Yeah. I mean, McCole Harmon had a touchdown. He had six targets, three for 16 and a touchdown. Kelsey Juju looked awesome in this game. Looked very good, except for the fumble. He had a uh, couple of weird dropsy issues too, but I think he'll be fine. Sky Moore caught his only target. I like that. Uh, we thought that he wasn't going to really show up too much. 12 carries for Isaiah Pacheco. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. 62 yards and a touchdown for the rookie from Rutgers. Shout out, Joyzy. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, I mean, Kyler Murray, he looked okay. 
He looked lost, though. They had problems moving the ball down the field. DeAndre Hopkins is the, is the, the cog in that engine for that it's offense. Just yeah. like last year, until Hopkins comes back, the Cardinals offense, I think, is going to struggle. I think Hollywood Cliff, Brown did Cliff okay. Is so bad. Fake is genius bad, Cliff Kingsbury. He's such a bad coach. Fraud. He got fired. He got fired from his college job, goes to USC as the OC, and then Cardinals are like, this guy's it. He's a fraud. I'm Travis sorry. Kelsey did Travis Kelsey type things. Eight for 121 and a touchdown. Fortson caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Mahomes did Mahomes type things, spread the ball around. Kansas City is still on the winning side of a lot going forward, I believe. From what I saw today, I, I think Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, he only had seven carries, but what he did with those seven carries, averaged six yards a carry. Three That's catches, impressive. two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, 22 fantasy points, depending on your, your scoring. Rojo, and... healthy scratch. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, he, that was great. But wait, but wait, I was told Rojo is going to eat away at his touches. It's Isaiah <laughs> Pacheco. Yeah, it, we we knew it was going to be Pacheco. And Jarek McKinnon will actually, I think McKinnon will get more involved in the passing game if there are more shootouts. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were comfortably in the lead the whole freaking yep. game. And that's why I think Pacheco got 12 carries is... Oh, they sure. had the lead, and they're like, "Hey, let's get this young guy some touches." Yep, yep, yeah. And as always, the offensive line for Arizona did very poorly. They were putting some pressure on Kyler, especially later in the game when he had to pass the ball. Nick Bolton, Ooh. yeah, good. Uh, good. I think we even saw Ford, Jerome Ford, come in and and tackle him. So is that Michael Bolton's son? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yes, possibly. Oh man, but yeah, I, I mean. From the how Arizona about, side. How about Greg Dorch out of nowhere? Greg Dorch, seven for 63. Those should have been Rondell Moore's. Where's That's Riley Bymaster? Wasn't he a big Greg Dorch guy? Andy Isabella yeah. caught a ball. So Greg Dor- <laughs> seeing Greg Dorch succeed hurts because I like Rondell Moore. Same. And the fact that he got that work should be like, hey, Cliff, why don't you do with Rondell Moore, who could actually take those and do a little more with them? Like, it, he is one of the hardest coaches because I think Kyler with, like, say put Kevin O'Connell with Kyler. He would be amazingly successful because he would put him in good situations. It It's like, hey, I got this guy with a big arm and stuff. You know what, Marquise Brown, I'm going to make you go four for 43 and you're going to catch a uh, uh, 26 yard touchdown. Like, go deep more with him. Like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? It's beyond me. All right, let's move on to our, I believe, our last game, Tyler. You're going to cover this one. It's the the go, Chargers, go against the Raiders. We thought the AFC West would be full of shootouts. This game low-key sucked offensively. Yeah. Like, it was not good. So talk to me about it. Yeah. I, I mean, it kind of helps when you have Derwin James back, who was all over the field, got a sack. Animal. Yeah. One of the best players. I mean, all that Jamal Adams talk. Get out of here. It's Derwin. Oh, Jamal Adams is an overrated turd. Yes. From what we did find out is we want nothing to do with uh, the Raiders' backfield. Jacobs, good as a runner, of course, but when you're only getting 10 carries, that ain't going to do it. That's that's Jacobs' MO. Great running back, great stats when he actually touches the ball, just never gets the opportunity. I think when he's a free agent, he's a guy I'm going to low-key go for because I love him as a running back. Still super young. Devontae Adams getting 17 targets. Uh, Yeah, him and Carr definitely having breakfast lunch that was part of his contract you will have more than 15 targets a game in i don't think they need to like 
All he has to do is buy a car some more eyeliner, and he's good to go. <laughs> that Nestor Carbonell eyeliner. If you know that reference, I heart you. But, yeah, Carr, Carr played a rough game. He turned the ball over, but this is a pretty good defense. So, uh, I mean, this is going to be Carr and Adam's show. Waller got four for 79. Also I, just got paid. He looked he, good. He got paid, and, and Renfro is the one that got hurt by that. He, you know, he had six targets, three for 21. Renfro, Renfro needs more volume, and those 17 targets that Adams got, I do think will go down. They'll, they'll be around 12, 13, and Renfro will get a little more love in the middle of the field. And, man, how bad is it when Brandon Bolden is scoring a touchdown and Jacobs is just sitting there crying once Ugh. again that he's not getting pass-catching work? Man, I, I can't stand the Josh Jacobs misusage throughout his whole entire first contracting career. It sucks because he's so good. Like one catch for 16 yards. He's so good. And I give me Josh Jacobs. I should go out and try to buy him. I should, I should go with what I'm actually saying on the other side. Herbert is Herbert dominant. Like he, he played actually very good. Uh, 26 for 34 completion. Spread the ball around through, a lot. Yeah. And I actually like seeing that. Uh, Keen Allen got hurt. He had a groin yeah. injury. Groin. I mean, if you use man, if, you, if it's a groin injury, he should use Manscaped a little more. Yeah, it was and a they, they play on they play on Thursday, Thursday against the yep. Chiefs, so that chances are he may not make that game. And also, hamstring, his hamstring news, injury isn't hamstring news. Isn't, also, Chris Godwin hurt Chris, his hamstring yep. as well. So, which is common for players coming off of ACL injuries. Yeah, so, yeah. Unfortunately, Delvin Cook ran into a lot of those after uh-huh. his ACL. Yep. Uh, I mean, when you got guys like DeAndre Carter going off over josh palmer for me i think that's more of a hey we didn't kind of game script around this happening palmer should be the replacement for keen allen if he can't go and if that's the case i actually like palmer for a bounce back he had four targets three for five they should use him a little better Mm-hmm. And, how about how about the Mike Williams owners tilting off the face of the earth today? Ugh. Yeah, Keenan and Allen goes down. Everyone's like this, like that that yes, meme where he's like, "Yes, no, no." Nope. Hobbs is Hobbs is a really good corner on the other side. People don't realize how I good. like Calvin as well. Yeah, uh, Hobbs for the Ra- the Raiders is the reason why Calvin. I get that delayed <laughs> <laughs> reaction. I see. I see what you did there. Uh, no, and. and the backup running backs, uh, Sony Michelle, seven for twelve. Ugh. Kelly, four for twenty-one. Austin Eckler, Eckler did not do much. He on had the he had a bad game, and, and honestly, like Doug said, it's because Herbert was spreading the ball around. Herbert's a elite quarterback to where if something is not going to work, he's not going to he's not going to push it towards that. He's not a young quarterback anymore. He's not going to just keep feeding the same person and keep going after elite players. If he knows a player is open and is winning, like DeAndre Carter did. That's where he's going to go. Herbert's smart. He he's he's a young quarterback, but he knows what he's doing, and I think that's the case here. Uh, they use Trey McKitty. They were trying to use Trey McKitty a lot. He's a fullback. He's like a H back now. Which he's interesting. Yeah, a, a super like Gerald Everett. Guy. Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. He'll finish as a tight end one because all you need is a touchdown and a couple catches to do so. So oh, go yep. Gerald yeah. Everett. But yeah, that this this game was definitely interesting, and Herbert is the guy that if you have him, you're happy. Adams, of course, with the massive start. A lot of elite receivers got fed today, and that's mm-hmm. what you love to see. Abs. All right, any final words before we wrap up week one? 
Kicker's going off in the Sunday night game. <laughs> I got Ryan suck up in SFB. Let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's definitely going to help you out. Yeah, it looks like I might win. We'll see. I did fairly well today across all my uh, dynasty and redraft leagues. So it's nice Julio. to get out of the gate strong in week I'm one. I'm about 75% win. Julio, three for 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> We're legally obligated to. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. Make sure you check out our friends over at uh, DynastyNerds.com. And you can use – I got more codes for you. Hold on. I got more codes. It's code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. There's trade tools, extra Nerd Herd episode. There's a prospect foam room, prospect scores, Dynasty GM, all sorts of cool stuff. And check out Viridian Global. Viridian Global. The global? weather is – Global. The, the weather is getting cooler out. So if you need a sweatshirt and you want to represent the DHH brand – the Baby best happy hour named sad. podcast in the land. Ah, these guys don't accept any copycats from that big, that big wig guy. No, that's cool. Matthew Berry <laughs> and his new happy hour podcast. I love, is really I love cool. the, I love the show. He gets it a drink a on show. the show. He gets a drink yeah. on the show and he's him. Like he's not held back. He just gets to yeah. be him. I love it. Yeah. There's no, the stuffy ESPN. He, he gets to be more. Yeah. Chill. I listened to a couple episodes of it this past week to kind of get a feel for it. And I, I do enjoy it. And, I, and Connor Rogers who I followed forever with Matt Miller when they did their scouting stuff when yep. he was host. I think he does great work and he brings in more college. Like, oh, yeah, he was this good in college. It's like, oh, you love to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, and if you stumbled upon this podcast by listening to that one, welcome. And welcome. Please return and leave We're us a... We're just as good, I swear. Leave, it, leave, us, <laughs> yeah, leave us a rating sure. and review in iTunes and we'll get bumped up the charts so more people can find us. We would appreciate that. So until next time, I have been your host, Doug Eddy. For James Kreese and Tyler Gunther. We will see you next week in week two on the Dynasty Happy Hour.